So for the last few weeks, I've been talking to you about what it means to love your neighbor. Ever since I've been back, what's been on my heart from the Lord has been continue to talk with my people about the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. This isn't just another sermon series for us here at Grace to fill another month of time. This is it. This is everything. If we don't get this, then we have no use as Christians. You know, sometimes as your pastor, I wonder, as many pastors do, I wonder, do the messages that I share, do they sink in? Are they remembered or are they quickly forgotten? I mean, there are so many things bombarding you guys on a weekly basis, so many competing messages. I oftentimes wonder, does it even resonate? with your heart and when I share from God's Word. And I wanted to see how we were doing this morning. I wanted to see how good are we at loving those that it's most difficult to love. So I had this idea. I had this idea, and I, up until yesterday, this was the plan. I was going to dress up this morning as a homeless man. I was going to be parked right on the side of the hill here uh, at 7 o'clock, and as everyone drove up, I was going to have all my stuff with me, my sign, covered up where no one could see who I was. And I was going to see how you guys did at reaching out to me, loving me, or would you just pass by and avoid me? And then yesterday happened. Pittsburgh. And uh, I knew I couldn't do it. As I watched the news and I saw once again hate rearing its ugly head, destroying the lives of dozens of people. I thought, <laughs> the last thing the pastor needs to do is dress up, cover up his face, not say anything because my southern accent would, throw, would I, I'd totally be caught. So I couldn't say anything. I couldn't look at anybody. I would be like scary person at the church that everybody's calling the police to get out of the building or to get off the campus, right? So I decided against that idea for the, for the interest of safety. But as we look at this familiar story today that we're going to be looking at, the story of the Good Samaritan, I want to come to you today as the modern version of that man in the story. The unknown voice that we don't hear from. The one who was beaten up, left for dead on the side of the road. I also want to be the representation for you of that person in your life that you find it most difficult to love. That person that's easy for you to judge, for you to kind of avoid as much as possible. And today we're going to ask ourselves the question, as Geoffrey Chaucer once did way back in the Middle Ages, is love truly blind or is it conditional? Is it based on what we see? Let me ask you this morning, who is it most difficult for you to love? Who is it most difficult for you to love today? You might say, Dave, I don't have any trouble with that. I, I love everybody. I don't, I don't have any problems with people. People are fine. Really? Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Just you and God here for just a moment. Who are those people? If you're really honest, it's like, mm, I just assume pass by on the other side and avoid conversation with them. Maybe 
it's someone of very different religious views than you. And you're like, hmm, they look a little scary to me. I don't want to be around them. Maybe it's someone of a, of a different sexual orientation or someone of a different race or ethnicity or someone of a different political affiliation and they tend to display it all over the place on Facebook and everywhere else. You know, they have the hat on, it's all there and you're just like, oh, those people. Maybe it's someone of a very different income bracket than yourself, up or down. And you can't help but in those moments be a little bit judgmental. Or perhaps it's not a group of people, perhaps it's specific people. People who act a little bit differently than you. People who see things a little bit differently than you. People who have a, a different personality, a different approach to life, a different approach to people. And they just grate on your nerves. And everything in you wants to just smile, be nice, and walk away. Get away from them. Because that's the nice thing to do. And God has to say to you and to me today, I love you too much to let you stay there. God has a way of putting people in our lives who help us learn what it means to truly love as Christ loves us. Here's the blunt truth that we're going to see today. When we love as God loves, there are no exceptions. When we love as God loves, there are no exceptions. So today we're going to read this passage of Scripture. I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to be in character today. I'm going to be that guy. That guy who was beaten up and left for dead on the side of the road. And I thank you guys for your cooperation this morning. I thank you that one of you just saw me walking in the, the door a few minutes ago and handed me a 20. Because you saw that I was obviously someone who could need it. That's, that's grace in action right there. But let me read this passage of Scripture to you today. And I pray that you allow it to sink deeply into your heart. Luke chapter 10. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him the question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life. Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How, how do you read it? And the man answered, well, you, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and all of your strength and all of your mind and, yeah, you're to love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. But then... The man wanted to justify his actions. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? <laughs> really? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him up and left him half dead on the side of the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed over to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there. But he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. 
Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I am here. And Jesus says, Now, which of you, or which of these three, would you say was the neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? And the man replied, Well, guess the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, Go then and do the same. Would you pray with me? Lord, today we're facing perhaps the hardest passage of Scripture when it comes to loving our neighbor. Lord, it's easy for us to love our neighbor when they're like us. It's easy to love them when they're our friends, when they see things, when they see life the way we do, when they approach people the way we do. But Lord, it's hard sometimes to love other people. It's hard to love people who just don't get it. People who just don't act the right way. People who just don't look the right way, who believe the wrong things. And Lord, I pray that today as we enter into your word, that you would bring this story to life to us. Help us to see those places in our own hearts that are a little bit hard or calloused that we just assume keep hidden. And I pray that you would expose them to the light of your truth and grace this morning. Lord, we're thankful today that we are in a place of grace. We're thankful for this church. We're thankful for how you are working among us. We're thankful that last weekend we had an Alpha retreat and we had people taking steps closer to you at that retreat. And we thank you that there was a, a parenting seminar last weekend as well and parents were learning how to help lead their children closer to Christ on a day-by-day -day basis. Lord, we see your hand moving here, and we are so grateful. Lord, we thank you, even, in, in, even as we are in a community where a lot of people are dealing with pain and suffering and sickness, we're thankful that we have those answers to prayer that keep rising up, that show your power and your greatness. And we thank you today for Justin Nail and the amazing thing that you've done in his life, completely bringing his cancer into remission. God, that is an answer to prayer, and we know it. And we are deeply grateful. So God, would you help shine that light of truth on our hearts today? Help us to see how we can grow, how we can take a step closer to you, even as we spend time around those that we want to be with, honestly, the least. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. My name's Dave. Surprise there, right? Uh, my name, David, is, actually means beloved, believe it or not. And it's a perfect name for me because a lot of people love me. A lot of people just really enjoy hanging out with me. Not really so much lately because I'm a mess after what's happened to me. But, I mean, people love me and I love people. Well, most people. You know, within reason, Right? I mean, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a good churchgoer, as many of you are. I, I'm a person of faith. I've been in church all of my life. And I'm able to even tolerate some people for at least a little while. You know, I'm able to put that nice face on. And I'm able to, to deal with those difficult people in my life, as probably you are. But I could totally track 
with what Jesus was saying here in this story. Can't you? I mean, when he was talking to that teacher in religious law, I mean, I'm not a, a religious expert like that guy is. I, I know my scriptures fairly well, but I totally know what that guy was thinking when he was talking to Jesus. He was, he was, he was talking about Samaritans. I mean, those people, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been around one of them, but they are so crude. I'm just being honest. They're, they're nasty people. They, they don't really know God. They say they do, but, but they don't. They get their scriptures so messed up. And they isolate themselves, and they're honestly, they're a little bit violent at times toward us, good Jews. They, they, even, they even tried to run us off many times. I mean, did you know that a couple of hundred years ago, when we came back from slavery in Babylon and we were coming back to our land, they were there and they did everything in their power to try to run us off. They did everything they could in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah to just try to get us out of there. Now, that's the kind of people the Samaritans really are, if I'm, if, to be honest with you. I mean, even a, a few years ago, when Jesus was a boy, the Samaritans actually went to Jerusalem and desecrated God's holy temple. Right in front of us. I mean, that's the kind of people we're dealing with here. And they live separated from us. They live in this area called Samaria. And it's just totally in the middle of our land between, between Judea and, and, and Galilee. We actually have to walk around Samaria just to go back and forth between our own land. Because, I mean, we're not going to walk through that land. As the old saying goes, good fences make good neighbors, right? I mean... Let's just be honest. And so we just do our best to just try to stay away from them. They stay on their side, and we stay on ours. And that seems to work best for everybody. Luke says here in this passage that you know, this good religious teacher was trying to justify his actions. And, you know, I get it. He's probably like me. There's probably been a time or two when he's gone off a little bit on one of these Samaritans. He's probably let them have it, put them in their place, actually. And I don't blame him. I mean, as, as long as God doesn't tell us that our neighbors are those people, then I think we're actually okay. I mean, they've done some pretty nasty stuff. I think we're justified in feeling the way we do. And so as long as God doesn't try to point out them and say, those are our neighbors, I, I think we're fine. Um, and honestly, I, I think my neighbors are those in my own little community. We have a nice, good little Jewish community there in Judea. You know, we're, we love each other. We're, we take care of each other. We don't have to call people way over there our neighbors. Now, in my opinion, Jesus was just a saint. I mean, for him to actually go out of his way and try to love those people, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. But, you know, it, that's his deal. I, I don't know if you still have your, your Bibles open, but if you actually look at the the chapter before my chapter, when, we, when, God, when Jesus tells about my story, back at the end of chapter 9, you can see for yourself, Jesus tried to go deal with those people. He, he reached out to the Samaritans. He did his best to love them as a good Jewish guy. And you know what they did? They ran him out of town on a rail. Him and his disciples ran him off. <laughs> at that time, it says in Luke 9 that the disciples wanted to call down fire from heaven and just zap them all. That would have been a good idea, actually. Now, some of you, I, I see how you're looking at me. And I feel like you're being a little bit judgmental toward me right now. 
I mean, there are some people I know that you have in your life that you just assume it'd be just fine with you if they just kind of disappeared too, right? Well, let's, you know, Jesus tells the guy, this good religious teacher, my story. So would you mind if I just share with you a little bit of my story, what, what actually happened to me? I'd love to do that. So I was just, I was just go, heading my way, you know, from uh, over to between Jerusalem and Jericho, like I've always done, just minding my own business, doing the thing I do every week, never had any problems before, and then all of a sudden, I get jumped on the road. These guys just come out, and they just totally beat the snot out of me and leave me on the side of the road. They, take, they don't just take my wallet, they take everything. I mean, they even took my clothes. I mean, that's, that's kind of going a little far, isn't it? I mean, I had some, I had some really nice clothes from H&M, though, and I, was really, I really looked good in those clothes. Not this mess. But, I mean, I looked really good, and they even took those. I mean, they left me buck naked on the side of the road. I couldn't believe it. I was out for a while. I mean, I didn't even know what had happened. And I finally came to, and I, I could barely see because my eyes were kind of swollen shut from getting hit so many times in the face, but I could kind of, as I was lying on the ground, I could see some people, and I thought, well, some, surely somebody's going to help me. And then, would you believe it, the first person I saw was my pastor. And I'm like, Whew, well, what a relief. He'll take care of me. He, he, he's such a great guy, that pastor. I mean, he, he loves everybody. He takes care of everybody. And he's a really good preacher, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> And uh, I just knew he would stop and take care of me. But I, he was probably really busy. He was on his cell phone or something. He wasn't paying attention to me. And he just kind of walked by and he totally missed me. And I was kind of surprised. But, you know, I mean, that's the pastor's life, right? And so then I saw another person coming. And it was, it was actually the worship leader from our church this, this weekend. You know, he, he's, he's a really good Levite. I just love how he leads worship on Saturdays. I just love how he, open, you know, how he leads us into God's presence. But I couldn't believe it. He actually looked at me. I saw him look at me. And he walked around me on the other side of the road as if I didn't even exist. <laughs> I was like, man... I was kind of surprised. I mean, I thought we knew each other, but I mean, obviously I'm not in the condition he would expect me to be, and he, I'm sure he didn't know who I was. But really, he, he couldn't even stop for a stranger? It just didn't make sense to me. But then I, I, could, I could see another person coming, and I thought, well, surely third time's the charm, right? They're going to they're gonna stop for me. And so I'm waiting, and as I'm kind of looking, it was hard to see, but I'm looking, and then I realized... Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It's one of them. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Of all the people, what is he doing here? He's a Samaritan. Doesn't he know where his place is? Doesn't he know where he's supposed to be right now? I mean, he's got his own land. He took that, they took that from us. Why is he here? And why, God, do these people, these Samaritans, just keep showing up in my life like this? I, I, I don't get it doesn't make any sense to me. God, I just, I hope that he will just mind his own business, just move on down the road. That's fine with me. Somebody else will take care of me in a few minutes. But wait a minute. What is he doing? Oh, God, you've got to be kidding. He's actually, 
picking me up, picking up my naked body, and he's putting these clothes on me. He's a big guy, by the way, as you can tell. And he's picking me up, and he's cleaning off these wounds. My knee's all busted up, my shoulder. I don't, I don't know what the heck he's doing. I don't know why. He, does he not recognize that I'm a Jew? Does he not recognize that he shouldn't be touching me right now? Really? Then he puts me on his donkey, and he brings me to this inn. And then he... I don't get this. He actually tells the innkeeper, hey, I'm going to give you a couple of silver coins. But by the way, back in those days, those coins were like worth a day's wages. So he's giving him two days worth of wages just to take care of me. And he tells the guy, you know, I'll come back a little bit later and I'll make sure he's okay. I mean, what's his agenda? I mean, there's, there's obviously one here somewhere and I'm just not seeing it. And that's when Jesus made his point. Who is my neighbor? Well, believe it or not, my neighbor today wasn't my pastor. It, it wasn't the nice people from my church, my synagogue. He was actually one of them. <laughs> one of the people that I would just assume walked around and ignored if it would have been on the, the shoes would have been on the other foot, so to speak. Jesus' point is this, that we can't decide who our neighbors are. Whoever they are, whatever they look like, whatever they believe, we're to love them. When we love as God loves, there are no exceptions. Did you know that your heavenly Father shows the same love and grace to you that he shows those that it's hardest for you to love? He's giving it. He doesn't play favorites. And if we're to love others the way Christ loves us, we cannot play favorites. In your Bibles, you would perhaps find in James chapter 2, a verse that's pretty convicting. It says this. It says, yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law that is found in the Scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. But notice this. If you favor some people over others, you're committing a sin. And you're guilty of breaking the law. Wow, that one hurts. <laughs> then in Galatians chapter 5, it says that you can say that you love your neighbor, but if you talk trash about them when they're not around, watch out. You're committing sin. And you're destroying each other. And then, I mean, you've probably heard this one. 1 Corinthians 13, it says that love can never be rude or irritated or even hold a grudge. So, what can we do with what we've heard today? What is God saying to you and me about this? Well, I think we should be honest with ourselves and broken before God about those people that we don't tend to love equally. Right? Um, in your programs or, or bulletins or whatever it is you call those things around here, um, if you look in there, you'll actually see there's some personal time with God questions for this week that your pastor created for you. And one of those questions I thought I'd point out to you, I thought it might be really helpful for you this week. If you don't pay attention to the rest of them, look, look at this one. He talks about writing down this week the names of those people in your life 
that you find it hard to love. I'd encourage you to do that. And be brutally honest about it. Who are those people or who are those types of people just between you and God that you really don't treat the same? And then write down next to them why they're on the list. Maybe, as I said, maybe it'll be specific people, specific people in your life that just rub you the wrong way and you just assume them drop off the earth. Maybe some specific types of people, people of a very different political affiliation, people who are perhaps hooked on pills, or people who are from, they look like they're from Central America, and you just kind of wonder, you know, are they really legal? Or maybe it's someone who is homeless, and they're holding that sign out there again, and they're asking for money. How much in those moments when you see those people, do you truly love them? Is the love there, or is it just a tolerance? I would even encourage you, as you make that list, that for the next several days, that you would pray over that list consistently. Praying not for them to somehow change, but perhaps for you to change, for me to change, for, us, for God to soften our hearts and to break that critical spirit. Ask God how he wants to root those seeds of contempt and bitterness out of your heart completely. Maybe it's to start by building a relationship with that very person that you struggle so much being around and that you just assume never have to see again. What would it look like to actually start building a relationship with that person and putting yourself in an uncomfortable position because you can grow closer to Jesus through them? Maybe... It's to identify the people that are missing in your social circle. I mean, if you looked at the people you tend to hang out with on a regular basis, how many of them look just like you, act just like you, think just like you? How many of them are different? What would it look like for you to expand your circle a little bit and welcome people in intentionally as Jesus would? You know, the closer a person is to us and the more we empathize and understand their struggles, the easier it is to love. It's easy to look at ourselves and to judge ourselves by our intentions, but to look at those people that we don't like, those people that we have contempt for, and we judge them by their actions, not their intentions, and by the things that they should have done. How serious are you? about following God on this commandment that he says is more important than all the rest. I'm going to close with this. And uh, this, is, this is Pastor Dave talking, not Dave the Jewish guy. I'm going to be Amish for a minute. That's okay. <laughs> this thing's getting hot. When I was in Europe, God brought me face to face with this. You know, I've always encountered homeless people here in town. And I've tried at times to be loving, to be helpful. But when I was in Europe, and especially in southern Italy, I was seeing homeless people almost everywhere I went, constantly, every single day, multiple times a day, and they were pushy. They were trying to get up in my space to get something from me. And it was really hard to be Jesus in those moments. 
I'm just being honest. It was really hard to not just bolt and go the other way. It was really hard to not be judgmental and say, they've made a profession out of this. They're really good at this. And then God had, as he typically does, he found a way to humble me. It was a few weeks later. My wife and son were gone, and I was hiking the Camino de Santiago through Spain by myself. With, I mean, every day, just all I had was the stuff on my back. And, you know, some of you can understand this. I've lived a life of privilege all of my life. I've been fortunate enough to be born a guy, white, have all the right income bracket, all the things that make it easy for someone to not judge me. And for the first time in my life this summer, I was on the other end of the stick. And it was painful. I didn't even see it coming. But just a couple of days in, I mean, I'm hiking every day. I'm carrying this pack, and it's getting dirtier and dirtier by the, by the day. And I my beard's kind of growing out. I'm a little scruffy. And people are looking at me, and they see me as a homeless person. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, no. Let me, let me fix this for you. And how would I know that? Because I was actually greeting people on the road, and they would look at me. They turned their lip up, and they would walk away without even speaking to me. I would say, good morning. And they were like, I'm like, did that just happen to me? That doesn't happen to me. And so, there, guys, there were times I was like, there, were, there came a season where I was like rushing into restaurants and washing myself multiple times a day, trying to like wear my dirty, you know, trying to make myself look presentable, you know, trying to keep my beard shaved all the time, doing everything I could to fit in. And I wasn't fitting in. Day after day after day, I had the looks, I had the sneers, and I got angry. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Until God reminded me of Southern Italy. I'm like, oh. Okay. When we love as God loves, there are no exceptions. None. Matthew 25 is pretty convicting when you think about it. Jesus looked at those people who loved him, those people who were following him, and he said, some of you don't really love me. And they're like, are you kidding, Jesus? We'll do anything for you. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. When you walk past that person who was sick, that person in prison, that person who was naked on the side of the road, that person holding the sign, that person who looks or who thinks about things a little bit differently than you that just really gets on your nerves and you pass them by with a look of contempt? Jesus says, you're not loving me. But when you treat the least of these as you would yourself, then you love me. So may you, the next time you run into, the, run into a homeless person or a person of a different sexual orientation or a person of a different race or ethnicity or a person who's wearing one of those Make America Great Trump hats or whatever it is that pushes your button. The next time you see them, I pray that you will look into their eyes and you will see the eyes of Jesus. 
I pray that you will look at their faces and see the face of Jesus. Because when God calls us to love, brothers and sisters, we don't have a loophole. There's no exceptions. May we be a community that is known for loving each other well. May we be a community that loves our city well, but also a community that loves our own well. That doesn't play favorites, but that sees each one or each person in this room as broken and desperate for God. And may we see those outside of our walls the exact same way. That's what Christ asks of us. It's not easy, but this is where our faith becomes real. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time today in your word. Lord, I know it's hard. Gosh, we, we don't want to hear this. I know I didn't want to hear it. I didn't even want to accept it. But Lord, you and your love and your grace chased after me and helped me to see that I wasn't treating people equally. God, I help you. I pray that you will help each one of us to see those people that we see differently. Those people that we look at sometimes and there's just this little seed of contempt there. This little seed of bitterness or anger or disgust. And God, I pray in those moments that you would break our hearts. Help us to see our own brokenness and run to you. God, I pray for each and every person in this room as they start making their list this week, their secret list, the list that they don't want anyone to ever see, the list of people that they don't love the same and why. And God, I pray that you will use that list to soften our hearts and help us to truly be salt and light in our community and world as we love others unconditionally who are different than us. In Jesus' name, amen.